Cool. So it's definitely recording this time? Yep. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to What So What Now What. Today is the 2nd of January 2018 and I'm joined by my co-host Ravi. Hello. Uh, This podcast is about data and technology. So Ravi, why did we start this podcast? Sure, yeah. So this is one of the things that I think we both wanted to do for a while. Yeah. And it sort of stemmed from many, many long chats where oftentimes I was talking at you um, as well as with you. Um, I think one of the early ideas for naming this podcast was Ravi Talks, Tim Listens. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, the structure of the name, what, so, what, now, what comes from a presentation style. So when you're presenting, you start off with the what, you then move on to the so, what, and then you finish off with a nice big now, what. And I thought it was quite a nice way to... Um, structure of podcast absolutely absolutely and i think data and technology are two things that we're passionate about mm-hmm. i'm extremely passionate about technology we both work in data mm-hmm. and i think um, we have some perspectives there that we can share and, yeah absolutely. Um, hopefully if you enjoy it let us know on whatever podcast listening method you're using also on twitter let us know there uh, we love the feedback especially early on in our first few episodes so be in touch um, today we thought we'd talk about goals. This is that time of the year when <laughs> everyone sets their goals. And so which podcast isn't talking about the year ahead and yeah. what it has to offer? So, um, yeah, goal setting. Like, what's the deal with that? So, yeah, I mean, it, this this time of year, everyone's talking about their New Year's resolutions, what they're resolved to be doing for the 12 months ahead. And it's a bit of an arbitrary thing, right, to say today or in the first couple of weeks of the previous, last final few weeks of... 2017 you sort of decide what you're going to do for the next 52 weeks the 365 days and you're like i'm gonna i don't know sell a thousand things every week or i'm gonna i don't know write a blog two blogs a month is it can't be that hard right um and it often starts off well with good intentions and then fizzles out um so what is a goal it depends right it depends on your perspective how you're framing it um how you want to move forward with it and yeah ultimately it's it's an interesting one isn't it it's setting a goal at the start of a calendar year yeah so. yeah so i guess we've done the what uh, mm-hmm. setting a goal i guess the description of a goal in itself is an, an, an interesting thing mm-hmm. i think of them as milestones and rather than a goal a goal is something you're trying to achieve so it's more like a milestone you're trying to reach and um, that you set for yourself so mm-hmm. but different people describe goals completely differently now the so what the so what aspect of this is the interesting thing that I find. Um, I, I I used to set goals uh, pretty religiously at the beginning and uh, the year and at the end of the year I'd reflect on them. I think until about two and a half years ago, it dawned on me, January is the worst possible time to be setting <laughs> goals. <laughs> yeah. And let, again, let me elaborate this. And I'm sorry to anyone who sets their goals in January, but this is, this is just my personal opinion. Um, if you look at the year as a whole, um, you really need to set goals at a time and place that is suited towards whatever's going on in your life. And for me personally, it's just not January nor December. Uh, for me and the work that I do, uh, it's actually more around October, September, when you have conferences, when you've uh, you know surrounded yourself with other people in the community, your peers, your friends. Um, you know, lots of stuff happens over the sort of the summer holidays or the summer break, wherever you are. And obviously that changes mm-hmm. for different people in different countries. But I feel that having had that exposure to people, I'm better placed to actually be able to sit and reflect on what I want to work on for the year ahead. So 
my goal calendar or when I set my sort of objectives for the year as a whole don't map to the calendar year. They map between October and September mm -hmm. each year. And I use that space and time between September and October to December to just formalize in my head what I actually want to do to make right. those things happen. Then I use January onwards to sort of make that happen. And it lines up nicely for me. I think when I've you know changed jobs in the past, that's exactly the same thing that's happened. I've used that time before Christmas, before the new year to rationalize what exactly I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. And then I've made that thing happen in the year after. And I feel it gives me a longer run into things. And I get myself to a situation where I can, you know, six months in, I can actually reflect on what I've done so far and do things to change. I guess that actually, um, thinking about it, maps quite nicely to, you know, animals, animal cycles, right? Because yeah. if you think about it, you've got <laughs> the winter hibernation period where you're imbibing or you know developing in your little hub and then spring comes in spring with the reinvention and yeah. um, a start of new life whatever and that's when you're making that step forward so i guess what it's quite nice is to think of it seasonally yeah rather than periodically i think that's that's sort of my view with with the, i mean my reflections i wrote in a blog post recently uh of 2017 was very much that everything that happened that was i'd, I'd class as an achievement wasn't anything near what I'd set I could have set myself because everything that happened last year was very fluid um and I think that that's very much the case for a lot of people maybe it personal very much so in personal life but um definitely in even in the uh, professional sphere as well so you know goal setting yes makes sense but I think that having as you said milestones in a periodic way makes way more sense um but yeah, I think but it depends, right? So I think the the nice part of the change of the year is there's a very definitive, clear point where people like to move forward and develop and think of different what's the word the things that they wish they would have done in a previous year and then move it to resolve to do it in the next year. But I don't think it will actually nothing ever matters unless you actually make it happen, right? Yeah. Unless you actually take a period of time to say, at this point, I'm going to look back and say, have I achieved X, Y, and Z? Absolutely. And I think the other thing about that is that the process of setting goals should be a continuous one. There's no reason why it has to be uh, happen seasonally either. You could you could set yourself goals on an ongoing basis. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to wait for a particular opportunity. You don't have to sort of tie yourself down. And I, I find that really sort of liberating. Like a a goal can be something you decide to do tomorrow and finish the day after. Mm -hmm. And it can be as small as that, or it can be as ambitious as something that you do over you know, a long period of time, let's say a decade or five years or something like that. Mm -hmm. A good example is buying a home, right? That's a long-term goal. Yeah. When you achieve it, it's a pretty big deal. You celebrate mm -hmm. it. And you plan for that in a very long, holistic way. But you can't really control exactly when that happens. So here's a question for you. You um, endeavour to do a marathon every year, right? Absolutely. When did you set that goal for yourself? Like, what was the reasoning behind it? It was completely spur of the moment. Mm -hmm. the, the simple fact was I realised I was on a streak. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I realised that I'd done uh, two marathons mm -hmm. uh, every year uh, over a succession of two years. And so I decided, well, this seems to be something I'm capable of doing. Mm -hmm. I'd hate in the future to stop doing it because I'm being lazy or something. Mm -hmm. And actually, I found in those two years that running was something that really motivated me, kept me sort of engaged. Mm -hmm. And it was also one of those unique moments uh, where I could track my progress. I was in control of like the destiny from start to finish. So I said, you know what? 
this is a good influence in my life. I'm going to make sure that I do this every year. Mm-hmm. So at that moment in time, it was actually after uh, the Yorkshire Marathon. So it was in October of 2015, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just said, okay, I'm going to do this every year. And the funny thing is, that also doesn't mean that I've booked all my marathons for this year. Right. It means that in February, I might decide to do the Barcelona Marathon. Mm-hmm. Or I might be lazy and in summer, I might sign up to... The Amsterdam Marathon. Mm-hmm. It's 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 completely free flying. But I've made sure that every single year since two thousand and I think it's now uh, thirteen, I've done a marathon, and that's that remains the case. So it's going back to goal setting. I feel like what's more important than setting a goal and sticking to it or achieving it is the framework that surrounds it, right? Yeah. So thinking about it on all maybe maybe not a meta level, but on a sort of higher level, you're thinking. So in order to achieve this goal, what do I need to do? And that's more rewarding, right? Everyone, you know, you talk about the standard quote of it's not about the destination, it's about yeah. the journey, right? And maybe, I don't know, I feel like there should be more thought put into the planning of the goal and achieving it yeah. um, than there is on the goal itself. Um, I guess that happens inherently if you're you're adamant and determined enough to stick to that goal and wanting to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah, there's there's so many obstacles and hurdles you have to go through in order to achieve a goal, and I feel like those almost seem to be more better marketed and mapped to say, okay, in order to run a marathon, you can't just sign up for one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So if I said this, yeah, I'm gonna run a marathon. <laughs> I am definitely not capable of doing it. Yeah. Uh, given my fitness levels, given the fact that I don't run that often given the fact that um, I need to set aside time to train for one, you know, do an hour, two hour runs, three hour, four hour runs for a full marathon. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'd need to think of that before saying to myself, I'm going to book a marathon and do it. Exactly. So, um, yeah, 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 I think, I think the, frame, the framework and the milestones, I mean, in some cases, those need to be documented better mm-hmm. um, to say, okay, you've decided to join a gym. Yeah. What you actually need to do is fix your diet first, set aside your routine in a day, yeah. think about exactly what you're going to do to, in order to achieve it. So, for example, if I said this year I want to learn Python, mm-hmm. you know, I want to master it and actually get it to a level where I can do most of the things I do with Alteryx in Python as a interchangeable step and then also push the abilities of integrating Python into Tableau. Mm-hmm. I would need to understand exactly what I needed to install onto my PC, exactly what I needed to learn, like what was the best way for me to learn Python, yeah. and all these different things. I mean, And I feel like a lot of these things aren't documented. You don't talk about them, and people that achieve those goals don't reflect on those enough. Yes, true. Very true. You, you're more likely to get someone to say, oh, hi, by the way, I learned Python this year, and now I'm really good at it. It's like, people, I, I, yeah. I want to know how what you're sweating about. I want to know the steps you took. I want to... Yeah. I'd rather follow you, follow you on that journey than know that you accomplished it. And even if people aren't sharing that, I think um, in general, uh, people should be more aware that the final achievement that you often see from people is the sum total of a lot of pain and suffering and mm-hmm. stress to actually get to that point. Yeah. Um, marathon's a good example. You have to train miles and miles. If you're learning Python... Um, yes, you could learn Python, their language, but that doesn't mean you're you're able and capable of. You're not a data scientist, Python. right? Yeah, exactly. No, it doesn't even mean you're a data scientist. You just know Python. Python yeah. <laughs> to apply it to that specific field, that you'll need to go down a very specific learning path. Mm-hmm. And, um, and JavaScript is a really good example. That's something I'm aspiring to learn a lot more this year. 
JavaScript is just a hellhole of, 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 of learning because there's so many libraries that sit on top of it mm -hmm. that just don't work with each other and that break. And mm -hmm. People have ideological views on which ones you should and shouldn't use, but the, the pain and process of figuring those out and learning that is part of what it takes to be a developer in that sense. So I guess now we're on to the now what. Okay, mm -hmm. So we've talked about uh, the goal, time of the year, we've done the so what, where yeah. we set goals and where. Uh, what's uh, in the year ahead for you then? So yeah, I mean, again, like I said, I I don't really like setting myself solid goals um, purely because of what I said, right? Like everything right. that I achieved in 2017 would was so fluid and just, you know, happened. And, you know, with the, for example, I talked about um, becoming fully Tableau server certified. If I'd said to myself on the 1st of January 2017, by the end of the year, you're going to have sat that seven hour exam and you'd have passed it, I would have probably laughed at that person because it just wasn't in my, it was in my field of vision. And I have to, you know, give a shout out to Carl Orchard for pushing me to do that for, and also to Jonathan McDonald for supporting me in that journey. But now this year, I want to talk about that journey because I've sort of been under that hood for the, what, six months that I was doing a lot of server related um, work. And I want to talk about that a lot more. And I think that's that's what's what's installed for me personally in the year ahead. I want to start talking a lot more about the work I do, but also how I do it. Yeah. I want to talk about the process. But let me challenge you on something. Mm -hmm. Are you saying, therefore, that you, you've set goals in the past, but mm -hmm. they're nowhere near as accomplished as the things you've actually achieved? Uh, does that mean that you actually, therefore... Um, could do a better job of setting more ambitious goals? I think I should do a better job of setting different goals. I feel like I'm, I'm very much guilty of being a lazy person um, in that I will set goals that I know I'll be able to hit, right? Okay. So, ex for example, I'll say, oh, I'll, I'll cycle uh, 20 kilometres this weekend because yeah. I know I can cycle 20 kilometres because yeah. uh, I've done it before. Now, if I said to myself, I'm going to cycle 50 or 80, I would... Yeah, I, I would. I, I don't think I would set that. So maybe that's something in me that's like, mm, I'll just hit a goal that I can achieve yeah. to get that internal satisfaction. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that is... Under promise over the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah, spoken like a true consultant. <laughs> um, no, for, for me, I think I want to talk about that a lot more, talk about my struggles and how to overcome them, how I, I personally have overcome them um and that process um okay. and yeah maybe maybe i need to reevaluate the way i do set my goals um but i definitely don't think it will be uh approaching in the way of you know i'll set a goal in january or february and then expect to do it by in a 12 month arbitrary period of time it'll be mm. a long-term goal or a very short-term goal with or a goal with check um, points and milestones where i'll stop and reflect and say okay um at what point am i along on this goal have i yeah. ignored it have it has been sort of left alone to sort of die down mm -hmm. um have i just purposely just put it to one side for now and when can i pick it up i think this is where the field you're working with data and being able to quantify that is a really nice thing to do yeah um but also sometimes quite hard right it's extremely hard um so to touch on that I guess first I'll touch on my objectives for the year. Yeah, sure. I've already started them, as mm -hmm. I highlighted earlier. I spent September till now uh, thinking about that. I th I guess for the year ahead, for me, it's oriented around my profession, data, Tableau. Mm -hmm. um, 
I really want to be a positive influence in the community. Mm-hmm. I think the community has a lot of challenges. Uh, had a lot of challenges last year. I think some people would argue it doesn't. I would argue it does. Yeah. And this year, those challenges need to be sort of addressed. Mm-hmm. You have to be an active member of the discussion to help address those issues. For sure. But I also think there are areas which we as a community haven't even just realised that we need to start um, exposing ourselves to. Um, the obvious one is, you know, exposing ourselves to more critical feedback from other tools and mm-hmm. other things. You get that from, you know, your, your Power BI crew. And I actually think that criticism is really healthy. But I'd love to see us uh, going out onto other social platforms. I think Twitter has turned into a very safe haven for the Tableau community. Absolutely. We all understand it. We all know how it works. I'd love to see us go into new places. So in my front, I'm going to be sort of taking a backseat on Twitter and going into other platforms. So mm-hmm. Reddit... Um, Snapchat, I have no idea how Snapchat <laughs> works, but my God, it's on my phone. I have a tablet in profile. We're going to have a go. I'm trying to see if I can reach a different audience. Um, yeah, yeah. Two years ago, I talked a lot about vlogging and I tried it and it's really, really hard. Um, I spent a whole year last year just trying to understand how I could vlog about Tableau. And mm-hmm. I think I've figured it out this year. I think maybe I have something that will work. Um, and then also just producing more engaging content. I think there's lots of blogs out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think me writing another blog on how to do something technical is going to add anything to the community. So I'm going to take a slightly different angle and focus in on the product a little bit more. Okay. To talk more about ideas around improving the product. Um, some of the best discussions I've had about Tableau were with people who build Tableau. Yeah, yeah absolutely, and, 100%. Uh, that was a really rewarding experience from conference. So I'm going to try and immerse myself more into that. So that's my year ahead. And in terms of how you track that, the, the data, I use a tool called Rescue Time, which I guess is a very simple thing to do. You know, track the applications you use and your applications are sort of a proxy to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But then there's the softer side of things, you know. How do you make sure that you're spending enough mental time thinking about those things. It's not enough just to be in WordPress writing a blog. The output there is actually what you're putting out, the quality of what you're putting out and whether people are engaging with it. And that's hard. Yeah. So I think I feel like the structure, like I think I feel like that that comes down to this framing of a goal, right? Like as in the goal is the end goal, but the the structure and the way you're approaching it is so difficult and should should be the crux of where you're putting most of your effort in mm-hmm. uh, i think you you're sort of um thinking of vlogging is exactly that like there has to be a good way for you to vlog where you see you, you know you uh, as a person talking to the camera but also screen sharing yeah on certain points or having a superimposed image yeah. stuff like that um there's so many different ways to do it and it's finding the right one that w- works perfectly for you yeah so i mean during my time in the data school we were obviously encouraged to blog and i did you know, do the, oh, I'm bored of writing a blog now, I'm going to try doing a video. And I hated that because, well, not, I, I wouldn't say I hated it. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't always, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't always agree with it because I found it more, more difficult to do that rather than sort of drawing. I'm yeah. a, I'm, I'm very much a sketcher. Yeah. So when I'm sitting with someone explains something, I'll draw something out rather than show them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they both work in tandem and, you know, having, that those two things would be perfect for me if I was to do a how-to vlog. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think in terms of your goals, that they they sound good, right? Like I feel like I'm definitely on your side with the community and the fact that it needs to develop and almost evolve, right? It needs yeah. to reinvent itself to be something different, a bit more nurturing, and 
you know, take almost take a step back from uh, just pl- pumping content for the sake of pumping content mm-hmm. and more look at purposeful building of blogs and things like this. Yeah, I think I think the, the, the thing you touched on there, pumping content, I think there is a, there's a little bit of an effect which happens a lot on Twitter, which is I think by proxy of what Twitter is and the way the stream works, um, that's what's what's rewarded, right? Because because Twitter rewards uh, likes and retweets. It's, and a, it's a crowd reward, yeah, right? Exactly, you've got the you've exactly. got the social environment. And so of... if you're trying to build a profile in this field or in this sector, and you find that most of the community is on Twitter, then and you find that the thing that engages people is content, then that's what naturally happens. Mm-hmm. Everyone produces content, and it's good content. It's not bad content. Of course, yeah. So. Um, that is an issue with Twitter, which is why I say I think we've gone comfortable with mm-hmm. Twitter. I think if you went to Reddit, if you went to um, lots of different platforms, I mean, Facebook for work that the Tableau uh, London user group mm-hmm. uses, that's a completely different dynamic. And you see different types of conversations happening there because they're like that. But the big question for the community for me is we are a minority in those social networks. And actually, the majority of our users aren't in those places. So how do you reach them in in their sort of networks mm-hmm. and get them the kind of help that this community has to offer? Um, if you look at Emma White, the information mm-hmm. app with the Center of Excellence, that's a brilliant example of how you can reach a group of people that aren't on a social platform like mm-hmm. Twitter, but do need that support and help. Um, and I'd love to see that happening in lots of different ways um, in, in, you know, in the community. I think... Um, also, tracking and data, uh, it takes time for you to be comfortable with a metric that actually allows you to fully understand how you're progressing. So mm-hmm. for me, it took, I think, about 25 video um, uploads on YouTube to fully understand what it takes to make a video. So there is a little bit of a, a risk here in that you'll set goals and you'll sort of be blissfully unaware of what you're going into. So you'll set some very unrealistic goals initially, but it's about being happy with the process of discovering that you've set unrealistic goals, changing that, and then figuring out what metric is it that I should be paying attention mm-hmm. to. So for vlogging, for example, I know that to create a five-minute vlog, I need about an hour and a half of footage mm-hmm. because I know that now. That's why I haven't vlogged all year because I know <laughs> I don't have the kind of time I need to put out 10-minute videos yeah. every single week. Yeah. But I know how to build that into my life now and my structure because I know the upfront time it takes. Um, and by the way, if anyone is interested in blogging, please be in touch. I don't want to do this on my own. I think other people can do it. And I think, you know, this is a community thing. We should all figure out ways of doing the same thing uh, because we all have different perspectives to offer. Mm-hmm. I feel like the idea of a shared goal, even, you know, with this vlog thing, you know, I feel like a shared goal is a lot more... Maybe even a bit more achievable because you've got multiple people saying, hey, remember that thing we set out to do? Can we just carry on doing it? Or I've done this much and then you feel obliged. It's that sort of um, peer pressure yeah. that can help you achieve a goal, right? Yeah. And again, if I feel like goal setting at the start of a year with one or two people maybe can help push you yeah. a bit further. Exactly, exactly. But it, it comes down to context, right? Yeah. How, how are you framing your goal? How are you ap- approaching the 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 outcome and how are you measuring the output what at the end of 2018 how are you going to look back and say i achieved this goal or i didn't achieve this goal but what i want to see is i can you can map, i want someone to be able to map the progress to a goal mm-hmm. and whether they achieved it or not and that should be you know one of a, a long reflection mm-hmm. 
That's and the sort of thing I want to... A good, a good feedback mechanism for me is I try not to share my goals too widely. Mm-hmm. And I try and see if other people notice those things. So a really positive thing for me would be for someone at the end of the year to come back and say to me, I've noticed that, you know, during this period of time, you've done more of X. Because then that to me is important because I'm trying to reach the community. So therefore, if I get positive back, feedback from the community, that's a good thing. And I think people should look for more feedback mechanisms like that because um, with a lot of what you do, especially goal setting, if it affects other people, you need to be uh, slightly self-aware that you're not self-indulging in um, just rewarding yourself. Mm. You need to make sure you're actually doing something that's rewarding the collective mm-hmm. if that's your aim. Yeah, I think that that, that, that comes down to constant development, right? And yeah. uh, I think this is something that we've spoken about in the past of how you actually approach learning and how you actually approach sharing and the fact that if you do share something very technical, it should be accessible for multiple levels. Yes. So if someone who is incredibly good can just scan through it and be like, oh yeah, I understand that from start to finish. But someone who's very much starting out at the start of their Tableau journey or Alteric journey or whatever technology you're blogging about and wanting to share, they can also say, that looks interesting, I want to do it, and they can follow along and understand it. It should be uh, accessible in a way that, but also maybe not accessible in that, that per, per, perhaps that form, mm-hmm. in that medium, but almost accessible in that, okay, if anyone wants to know more, please do contact reach me. Reach out, yeah. Reach out, yeah, exactly. Or Having that. Blog. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and a webinar even. I, think, yeah. I feel like webinars are very, very good because you'll get people who are very interested in a certain topic, topic coming to you in order to have that interaction. Yeah. One to one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you like? I have mixed feelings about webinars. I always think. I also think that they're very poor ways of gauging attention, right? Because you've you've really got to have some sort of real time right. feedback exactly. from the audience. Um, part of you know public speaking is being able to gauge the audience. And Correct. I always feel webinars. They don't give you that enough. Um, so I feel like they need like a like button, so can, <laughs> you know, like on uh, Instagram Live or whatever. Snapchat, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the hearts. Paris, periscope, yeah, periscope. You need yeah, that yeah. On, on on webinars. Hundred <laughs> percent. I feel, I, although I, that said, you got to think about them. Um, you know, one of the biggest platforms for video sharing right now, Twitch. Yeah, yeah. That has that feedback me- mechanism. You, you can see who's chatting to you, and the person who's streaming can, you know, they can see that. Maybe maybe it's just that the gaming community is a lot more vocal than. Someone who's tuned in to watch, I don't know, me talk about the top five things I've learned about data viz in the, the last month. I have a confession to make, Ravi. I have a Twitch stream. <laughs> <laughs> and in Can my... you confirm or deny that <laughs> Twitch is a lot more interactive than a webinar? I have only had a sum total of uh, seven people watch me play Destiny 2. However, they were very engaged okay. and they were... They weren't just joining in in terms of comments. They're actually, you know, sending lots of kind of great feedback how to do things. So it is much, much more engaging. And it's funny how gaming has figured that out to the point where there are even standalone apps mm-hmm. that do those kind of things. Um, um, but yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I think technology, um, the way we do things is getting easier and easier to bring in interactions that were previously actually quite hard to do. I think going forward, it's going to be amazing. So. I feel like twenty eighteen is going to be a year of integrations, right? Everything's everything's <laughs> in slowly. Wasn't start. that twenty seventeen? <laughs> right, yeah, twenty seventeen is a lot, of, a lot of aggregation, right? Everyone's got an Alexa or Google now in their in their home. Now this is the year when it all starts actually working. It all starts actually yeah, working, yeah, yeah. developing to a 
to a more widespread audience. I believe that when I see it. Alexa still goes off when the TV advert comes on. It's so <laughs> a long way to go for me. Um, okay, I think that's been an episode. Yeah. Of what, so what, now what? Um, let us know what you think about the format. It's the it's not the first time. It's the second time we've actually recorded yeah, a sec- podcast. Yeah, second recording. <laughs> At the beginning of the recording, I don't know if you heard, but um, we actually recorded an entire episode before this, uh, two, three months ago. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot to press the record button. So, there we go. <laughs> so, yeah, th- 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 that, that was me checking at the start saying, are you definitely sure it's recording this time? And um, hopefully it will be the case. No, I definitely send in our feedback, but also ideas on what you want us to talk about and think about. I mean, we've got a, a brief list yeah. already about topics that we're, we're happy to cover. Um, but yeah, no, any, any requests, I guess, would yeah, be welcome. Absolutely. But um, yeah, let us know what you think. And we've kept this under 30 minutes. So we're hoping to, to keep these podcasts brief and short, just enough for your commute, but not too long uh, to sort of drown you out. Absolutely. Okay, we'll catch you in the next one. Thank you. Cheers.